0: It's NCAA Division II football on TV10 as the Shepard University Rams return home to take on East Strasburg for Military Appreciation Day. There goes Ronnie Brown into the secondary. 30, 25, 20, still on his feet. Cuts it back at the 10, and he'll get into the end zone. Touchdown, Shepard. What a move by Ronnie Brown. Pulse with the cleanup block. Join us this Saturday, November 6th, for the matchup between the Rams and the Warriors. Kickoff is scheduled for noon with pregame coverage beginning at 1130. Right here on TV10 and WRNR-TV on YouTube.
1: Well, it'll just for you, me and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. Colin
2: McLaughlin, this is literally the sports doctor, guys.
3: It's time for the sports mix on Talk Radio, WRNR, and TV10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin.
4: Welcome into this Thursday. November 4th edition of the Sports Mix. Show sponsored in part by Brown's Funeral Home and Cremations. Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has proudly served our area since 1880. And uh, got Nick Verzellini and, as you heard in the open, the sports doctor, Colin McLaughlin. Glad
5: to be back, guys. Happy Thursday.
4: Happy Thursday. Uh, It's the AAA Region 2 Section 1 Volleyball Championship tonight. At Musselman High School between the Lady Appleman and the Hedgesville Lady Eagles, we'll have Jim Klein, TV10 sports analyst, and your broadcast partner on at 1230 to discuss the big matchup for a rematch of the EPAC championship last week.
5: Yeah, it's going to be a fun one always is when those two teams go up against each other. Right now, Musselman still has Hedgesville's number, but remember last year, Hedgesville did knock them off once. So, let's see if it can happen again.
4: Yeah, definitely, and uh should be a, a good one tonight. Uh, tune in, I was about to say 545, 645, uh, TV 10 in Jefferson and Berkeley Counties and on WRNR TV on YouTube at 645. And let's talk a little, uh, we just talked volleyball. Let's talk Shepherd Volleyball. They rank second in the Atlantic, NCAA Division Two Atlantic region, the initial rankings. Uh, they're nineteen and three on the season, seventeen and thirteen in the region. They uh I guess yesterday, or I guess Tuesday they beat Cutstown. Um, they returned to action on Friday against Lockhaven for a seven PM match in Shepherdstown. The only teams the only team in front of them is Wheeling at eighteen and two and twenty and five in Division two uh overall record. Uh Gannon's in there as well at four. Is Edinburgh in the Peace track? Yes. Yep. Yeah. So it's Edinburgh at 3, Gannon at 4, Clarion at 5, uh, West Virginia State, not in the PSAC, obviously, but they are at 6, Westchester at 8, uh, East Stroudsburg at 10, and then at 9 is West Liberty. So, uh, you know, PSAC and the Mountain East feel in there is, is big. Uh, I think Pennsylvania, Johnstown, is that in the PSAC? I think for some sports,
0: uh, Johnstown, or it should be Pitt-Johnstown.
4: Pitt-Johnstown, yeah. Johnstown, yeah. Uh,
0: they are for some sports but not every sport.
4: I'm assuming presuming they are for volleyball. Yes. Uh but that this is an intriguing matchup. Obviously, the Shepherd volleyball team is a great program overall. Colin, do you have you uh, you know, looked into them at all?
5: Haven't really uh looked into them, but I know a couple of uh former EPAC High School volleyball players that are now on that uh Shepherd team, so when there's you see that one. there's
4: Talent? Are you sure there's only one? I thought there was more than one. Kiera Anderson out of Martinsburg, a freshman, and uh, I thought there was more than that, but I guess not. There's a player out of Hampshire. Okay. But that's that's it. It's weird. I went on to look at the roster, and I was expecting. Well, thank it to you be, for correcting me. I, I thought was there expecting was more it as well. to be a, a, a EPAC filled, not you know, like three or four at least. Uh, but did not see that. And uh, obviously, they're having a great season this year. But that's no different. Um I don't believe they played last year. Uh, they played a scrimmage in April, uh, but I believe you know not a lot of action going on in 2020 in Division Two. Uh, they kind of canceled a lot of sports. But 2019, you go back. They had a 29 and seven overall record, 14 and five in the PSAC, and they made it to the. Uh, they I believe they they lost. So they think they lost in the PSAC championship to East Stroudsburg, but still made it to the atlantic region uh the division two atlantic regional uh they avenged that lost east stroudsburg and then they lost to gannon that i believe in five sets uh but you know great program overall and sometime in the next couple weeks i hope we can get uh head coach alex i don't know how to say his last name hostra Hostra. I think is how you say his last name. I don't Hopefully know. Your we'll guess is get... as
5: good as mine, but we'll we can figure it get out. him yeah.
4: on that would be a nice uh, have him on and talk a little volleyball action because you know this Shepherd volleyball program, along with their football program, you know some of their top programs in their for their athletic department, along with their women's basketball team. As we mentioned, we will be covering that game. Their I believe it's their first home game, Nick.
0: Yes, against Bowie. Yeah, State. against
4: Bowie State on November seventeenth, five thirty. A five p.m. pregame show on TV Ten in Jefferson and Berkeley counties, and on WRR TV on YouTube uh, should be a good one. Just
5: under two weeks away.
4: Yeah, we're under two. We were two weeks away yesterday, but I believe they come in. Uh, let me pop over here. They are they. They're picked second in the P.S.A.C. East preseason poll, so it should be a good season for the. Shepherd Who's above lady. them?
5: Do you uh, know? Uh, my guess, I think, would probably be. Shippensburg, if I remember correctly, they're a uh, pretty top-notch women's basketball program that always uh, What's weird? Okay,
4: this is really weird. So it says, in the release, it says, Shepard has been picked to finish second in the 2021-2022 PSAC East women's basketball preseason bowl. The Shippensburg University Raiders and the Gannon University Golden Knights were picked as favorites to win the PSAC East. So they, so, so they had a tie. So it was third. So technically third. That's weird. I didn't. And then, or no, no, because
0: Gannon might be in the West.
4: Yeah, Gannon's in the West. That's there. It you is. go. It's okay. just that, makes that sense. was a yeah, very. It is weird, a weird writing, but yeah, it was a weird write-up. They have it. They were just saying the two favorites to win the PSAC in their divisions respectively. But should be a good season for them as well. They didn't play much of a season last year either. I think they played like maybe two games in the spring. Um, I believe is what they played. Yeah. They played, uh, they played two regular games and they played one exhibition game. So they're obviously ready to get back out and play a full season along with, you know, all the other winter sports, men's basketball as well. We'll have some of those games coming up as we get into December. I'm really excited for high school basketball season and PSAC basketball season.
0: Definitely. Yeah.
5: Yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Basketball is always, uh, been my favorite to announce. So I'm excited. And, uh, Got a lot of talented teams around here to get to broadcast, so looking forward to all the games that
4: we'll be doing. And we will be uh, publicizing our schedule for basketball here in the next week or so. Uh, We'll have 50-plus games uh, between uh, TV 10 and on radio. I believe uh, all the high school games dependent on uh, West Virginia basketball will be on the radio uh, boys side. I'm not too certain about girls basketball. Uh, that may be on TV 10 only. Uh, we have to still determine all that, but it should be a great basketball season. 50 plus games between TV 10 and talk radio, WR and uh, pretty excited to get into basketball season.
0: Yeah. It's right around the corner coming pretty quickly on us here. Yeah.
4: And, uh, changing it up a little bit this year. Uh, we'll, you'll, I'm tease it a little bit. We'll be in the Eastern panhandle for a lot of games.
0: Yeah, we'll still be doing a lot of the Martinsburg boys, but um may not follow them as much as we normally do. I think the for the most part we're doing all their games still.
4: Yeah, but we'll also have a a,
0: a better range, I A think.
4: better range of all the rest of the schools in the uh EPAC. Which is a, you which, know, it's a which nice we're thing. All for, yeah. It's a nice thing to see and uh you know our cameraman, one of our cameramen, Isaiah Horner, not able to play this year, but you know, that Musselman team should be a good team.
0: Yeah, Musselman, Jefferson. It's, it's much more balanced in yeah. basketball than, especially on the boys' side. Uh, on the girls, you know, Martinsburg girls are usually the top team. But uh, on the boys' side, I mean, you you see a lot of good teams, and it's much more competitive than what we get in football, where Martinsburg has been, you know, the team for the last 10 years and really nobody's on their level. And while we see good competition between, like, the middle of the pack teams, there's really nobody that can challenge Martinsburg in the EPAC In basketball, it's the complete opposite. You know, there is a, is a, well, it's not the complete opposite. Martinsburg's still good, but there's a lot of, you know, balance in the league, which I think uh, makes for a very exciting high school basketball season on the boys' side. On the girls' side, Martinsburg tends to be the top team, but again, you never know in high school basketball and what, what teams might have this year for, uh, you know, the other teams in the EPAC. So it should be an exciting year.
4: Yeah, definitely. And, uh, week 11 now in high school football here in the mountain state the final week of the regular season martinsburg on a bye this week trying to get ready for the postseason where they currently sit number two in the playoff rank ratings from the wvssac Uh, so we will have jefferson at washington that's number six versus number 14 colin mclaughlin will be on play by play matt miller on color for that one uh Hopefully, I'll be on the sideline, uh, running camera and doing some sideline reports, just depending on how I feel tomorrow. Uh, but we're shooting for that. Jefferson eight and one on the year. Washington five and four on the year. And uh, Colin, you know, you're getting ready for those games. What have you, uh, you know, what's some some things that stand out to you so far? Uh,
5: definitely, what we even heard from um, Coach Hunter there for Jefferson. It's that single wing offense for Washington that always causes trouble for teams that you have to prepare for, and it's a whole different system than anything that uh, you typically see from any other team. I mean, so you only get a week to prepare for that. Yes, you have familiarity because it's the conference-wise that you always see them each and every year, but you still have to mentally get ready for it and be able to be as physical as possible in practice. And typically the last week... Yes, you're ready for playoffs, but you're gassed because you've been playing for the past 8 games and going all out. Now you got to be extra physical to make sure to stop the run against the uh, single-wing Washington Patriots, but also it's been a pretty fantastic season for Jefferson. I mean, 8 and 1 overall. The one loss was that tough one to Martinsburg, 42 to 3. But the Cougars are uh, trying to solidify its spot there and pro- possibly a top five team in the state rankings wise to hold on to some home games at least for the first two weeks in the playoffs if they get a win.
4: Yeah, definitely. And I sent you guys an email yesterday because uh, on the show we uh, let me find this email. Did I send it yesterday? No, I can't. Okay, here it is. Don't know. Uh, I don't look at your emails. I sent an email to you and it. I'm
5: kidding. I, at I it. didn't see that. It hey, was something about the
0: the rankings. playoff
4: ratings explained. Oh yeah, I saw that one. Um, so obviously we talked <laughs> on Tuesday <laughs> with what?
5: I don't know. I just get there's so many emails. Like I'm like, I don't. Is. I didn't see it, and then you say it, and then I'm like, oh yeah, I saw that one. Uh, it was titled
0: so, like one of those YouTube clickbait videos, like playoff rankings explained. All caps.
4: Well we talked when we talked with head coach Britt Sherman the other day, you know, he was listening to the show when we were talking about, you know, we're not, you know, us being newer to the area, we're not too sure about how all this works out. But you know, he told us to do one thing I couldn't really find much on there, but I went to the WVSSAC website and found the ratings explained. So Are you, it, you gonna
5: explain it or are you just gonna um,
4: tell us that you found it? Well, here, I mean it's out. a if lot of work. Should okay. we do
5: that in the next segment? I don't know. It's up to you.
4: Well, we're talking football right now. Okay. Actually, you know what? You're right there, Colin. Colin's a smart guy. Smart All guy right. Show sponsored, this segment sponsored in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver it to you if you don't like it. They'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com. We come back. We'll, have a, we'll talk these uh, ratings explained as well as uh, a little bit of state soccer action. Didn't get to cover a lot on TV 10. We'll give you uh, the state Uh matchups for the state semifinal as and then on Saturday will be the state final. We'll talk a little bit about that and then we'll have Jim Klein on just after 1230. That's next on the Sports Mix.
1: This is Eric from Hagerstown Ford. I want to thank you for your continued support of helping Hagerstown Ford's efforts to be number one in the region. As we get closer to this extremely aggressive goal, I want to recap why Hagerstown Ford should be your only consideration when buying your next vehicle. Number one, we have the best prices from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C., from Hershey, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland. I assure you, price will not be the reason you don't buy from Hagerstown Ford. Number two, we have a real return policy that's better than Walmart. Seriously, if you don't like it, return it. We'll give you three days to make sure you love your new ride. And finally, we'll bring your new car, truck, or SUV to you, just like Amazon does. Never step foot in a dealership again. Stop the silly back-and-forth negotiations that make everyone crazy. It's dumb, and it's a total waste of time. Besides, we hate it worse than you do. Simply log on to HagerstownFord.com and let us make your next buying process fun, easy, and risk-free. What do you got to lose? Visit HagerstownFord.com and let us cater to you. See dealer for details.
3: Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire. Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion for Eddie, when you need justice.
2: This is Matt Miller, along with my wife, Dale.
3: As homeowners, we've been through the mortgage process several times, and each time we went to Mark and Cheryl Savitt at the Mortgage Center.
2: They treat you like family with personal one-on-one service, walking with you through the process from application to settlement.
3: Plus, low interest rates and closing costs.
2: The Mortgage Center is on Edwin Miller Boulevard in Martinsburg.
3: Phone 304-267-9040.
2: Or online at mortgagefinancing.com. NMLS number 237527, Equal Housing Lender.
3: You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10.
4: Welcome back to this segment of the Sports Mix as uh continue talking about high school sports. First, because the SSAC ratings explained will be a little more in depth, I'll give you the uh, WVSSAC Soccer Championship pairings. That'll be hosted at the YMCA Youth Soccer Complex in Berk- Beckley. not Berkeley. I saw be and thought, Beckley, Berkeley. Uh, but it is in Beckley on Friday and Saturday. Boys AAA. Uh, the only reason we're talking about this is because it's got EPAC feel in it got some EPAC teams in there on both sides. So number four, Washington currently at 13, three and three will face number one, George Washington, 21 and one that's 5.00 PM on Friday. And then on the other side of the bracket, number three, Cabell Midland, 12, seven, one, uh, will face number two Morgantown, 14 and six, 30 minutes after the end of that game. Uh, the championship is set for Saturday. Uh, the girls, triple a state semifinal pairings number four spring mills 13 two and three versus number one george washington 19 one and three that's 10 a.m friday number three cabell midland 18 18 and five versus number two wheeling park 21 and one that's 30 minutes after that match and the championships are set to start saturday morning at 10 30 a.m with the girls triple a state championship and then, 30 minutes or 45 minutes after the girls' final ends, the boys' state championship is set to go. Uh, we'll keep you updated on that Spring Mills tomorrow, maybe during the show, if we can get any score updates since the 10 a.m. match. Uh, but there could potentially be two B Pack teams in the state championship.
5: That'd be cool. I'm kind of hoping for the same in volleyball. I'll
4: but.
0: tell you this you know, we get that, or you talked about that George Washington Washington matchup, I like the Patriots. <laughs>
4: <laughs> you can't go wrong there.
0: I think they win that one.
4: Also, it's crazy to think George Washington has the number one girls team and the number one boys team. Cabell Midland has the number three boys team and the number three girls team.
0: Okay. Pretty good programs, yeah.
4: programs, On that side of the state. But now let's talk about the ratings explained. So now we kind of know this all. Uh, if teams tie for six, this comes from the SSAC website. If teams tie for set 16th position and competed against each other, the loser will be eliminated. If teams tie for any other position other than 16th and competed against each other, the winner will be selected for the higher position in the pairings. That makes sense. If a tie still exists which cannot be resolved by a, the wins of the defeated of their defeated opponents will be totaled, and the team with the most bonus points in their class or higher as computed by the ratings plan, will be selected and moved up for the for a pairing. C, if A and B do not select any 16th place team or eliminate a tie above 16th, the team with the best win-loss record will be selected. That's based upon percentage. D, record against common opponents. E, difference of points scored minus points allowed by defeated opponents. In the case, a tie still exists for any position which cannot be resolved by A through E. A blind draw will be used to determine the position and 16 participants for each class. Six. Uh, Then it says, if any championship game cannot be played because of uncontrollable factors as determined by the board of directors, two teams thus affected by the equal have equal entitlement to all honors and awards. But that's a little explained there. Uh, wish I would have found this like a month ago.
5: I agree. I, I like how they explain. how I would have you started a lot with better the, uh, on air. If I knew, I like about. how you started with the 16th seed one because that's the one that I was confused about yesterday when we talked about it on the show because there currently is a tie for uh, 16th right now in those rankings.
4: Yeah. Oh yeah. That that's that was one of the things. And if you go, let me pull them back up um, before I say what I think I'm going to say if I just want to make sure I am correct um that tie for 16th but then obviously there could be a tie for 16th even if it happens because like even if there's no tie it's not the same teams there could still be a Morgantown Spring Mills tie depending on how everything shakes out because they're literally back to back yeah and if for some reason uh Woodrow Wilson loses, which I think who do they play I they, they know play South Charleston right is that yeah. who it is? yeah, they play South Charleston, so if South Charleston wins Woodrow Wilson loses, then obviously that would i think knock them out of the tie, possibly I don't know that's it's very confusing as we get down to this part of the season uh but that's what makes it fun though that is what makes it fun, and then Washington could all factor into this because you could really have, like, a three-way tie for 15th or 16th. I really think that... Because that's going to be a tough matchup You don't against 16 Jefferson.
0: teams in the playoffs. I think it should be the top 12.
4: There you go. Nick right there with his <laughs> thing. I, I mean, I kind of agree with that, but... Because 16 is so many. I mean, Only in
5: AAA, though. Yeah. In my opinion. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, o- other people might think it should be less than 16 for all of it, but... Since there's more teams within Double A and Single A, I think both those should keep 16. But yeah, Triple A, I'm pretty sure 16's over half, which means you got teams like right now at five and five that get into the postseason. So it makes it seem like a better season than it is. But when you look at Double A or Single A, typically teams need to be. The day, it doesn't matter. You get lucky if you're six and four. Typically, you got to be seven and three.
0: Like I'm, I'm cool with more games for more kids. Like that, that's that's cool for me. And they get the experience of the playoffs. But so. Typically
4: blowouts. Yeah, but I mean, well, at that point, why don't they make like buys? Exactly. Well, if you have sixteen teams, you
0: can't do a buy.
4: That's true. But if you move down to twelve, could you do buy?
0: No. But you'd have twelve, so it'd be one less round.
4: Yeah.
5: Yeah, well, you'd have to do a buy for twelve. No. Yeah, 6 six,
0: three. Oh yeah, you're right. <laughs>
5: Come on, man. I was
0: thinking divisible by four, but yeah, you're right. Come on, man.
4: But yeah, that was some pretty interesting That's why they don't do 12.
0: That's why they do 16. Yeah. That's why I don't make
5: these decisions. But, uh... (laughs) That might not be the only reason. I'm
4: going to delve into this (laughs) sometime before next season, and I'm going to try to make myself a cheat sheet so I can understand all of this.
0: Sounds like an excellent idea. As I talked
4: to Rob about this the other day, and, uh... He was like, once you kind of get it, like the coaches obviously kind of get how it all works. They try to calculate it themselves. It may not be the official, but they kind of know where they are. So I would like to kind of know where each team is before we go into that Monday show of each week, especially in the latter half of the season. Yeah. Anything from the peanut gallery over here? No. All right. Well, we have reached our second break of the day. This segment sponsored in part by Orsini's Home Store, not just an appliance store any longer. Cabinets and designer bedding, outdoor living. It's family-owned and operated. Located at 360 Hack Wilson Way in Martinsburg. Go to Orsini's.com. When we come back, we're joined by the one and only Jim Klein, the coach, uh, for his probably his final volleyball segment. He'll be back, though. He'll be back on the air on the show that's a little tease for something coming up later this year we may we may break it in that segment break that news you want to do that colin sure all right that's next on the sports hi
1: this
5: is lauren from orsini's right here in martinsburg
2: Ollie's VIP Northside is the best local spot to catch all of your favorite high school, college, and pro sports
5: or to hang out with friends. Ollie's has a great beer and cocktail menu along with a food menu that will blow you away. Ollie's offers multiple TVs to watch the game of your choice from anywhere at the bar or their outdoor patio with cornhole and fire pit. So stop by and see for
0: yourself today at 36 Veronica Drive in Martinsburg. That's Ollie's VIP Northside. We'll see you for the game.
1: Burke, Schultz, Harmon, and Jenkinson. where accident, injury, and disability lawyers with over 120 years combined local trial experience. When injury or illness has stopped you from working, you may be eligible for Social Security disability. Ron Harmon has been winning disability claims for over a quarter of a century. Don't hire some out-of-state firm. Ron Harmon's in Martinsburg. He will meet with you right here in our office. Get a local lawyer you can trust. Call 304-LAWYERS for a free consultation. 304-LAWYERS or 304-263-0900.
0: It's NCAA Division II football on TV 10 as the Shepherd University Rams return home to take on East Strasburg. There goes Ronnie Brown into the secondary. 30, 25, 20 still on his feet. Cuts it back at the 10 and he'll get into the end zone. Touchdown, Shepherd! What a move by Ronnie Brown. Pulse with the cleanup block. Join us this Saturday, November 6th, for the matchup between the Rams and the Warriors. Kickoff is scheduled for noon with pregame coverage beginning at 1130. Right here on TV 10 and WRNR TV on YouTube.
2: Colin McLaughlin, this is literally the Sports Doctor, guys. I'm kind of a big deal.
4: Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix, <laughs> <laughs> Spencer Pleet, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Uh, kind of a big deal, Colin McLaughlin. Uh, we're now joined on the For phone. Who? We're now joined <laughs> on the phone by his broadcast partner, the coach Jim. The real Klein. big deal. How are you doing today, Jim?
2: Hey guys, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me today.
4: Uh missed the show segment on Tuesday, but it's all right because it's an even bigger match tonight.
2: Yeah, saving it for the big time, man. Uh Hedgesville versus Musselman. Add Musselman for um you know, the, the sectional crown. I I mean it's a big deal. I Hedgesville's got a lot to a lot to prove and I hope they bring their A game.
5: Yeah, I agree. Definitely want to see them bring the A game because we know that Musselman's going to. They absolutely dominated Spring Mills Tuesday when we broadcasted that one. And uh it seems like they're in that next gear to try to cruise easily into that state tournament and possibly go back-to-back for state titles. But as we say, the Eagles in the way right now. Any team can win on any given day in the EPAC. And uh, Hedgesville's definitely the team to put up the best fight against muscleman what do you think they need to do though to uh pull it off jim
2: yeah it's a great question i'm not sure you know colin from sitting and watching the matches have you ever noticed that the down official that ar comes over to the scores table and in his hand he holds a little palm dial and what he does is he writes in on that, that dial the numbers of each player in their starting positions And what we talked about last Tuesday when Hedgesville played was Paige Richmond's ability to stop the on-hand attack of the players like the freshman McCoy and, and Hannah Howard. And the reason I bring up that dial is because sometimes in the past when we got into a situation where there was what we considered to be a formidable rotation, or even in the case of Howard outside, almost an unstoppable attacker, you have two choices. One, you can change your service scheme to try and disrupt the offensive muscleman. The other thing you can do from a defensive point of view, we called it spin the dial. You spin the dial by moving three rotations one way or the other so that you change who is opposite of Howard. We got into lineups where we saw Sadie Wright and Howard and uh, Walker coming across the front row. When Paige Richmond was at the two, which means Richmond, whose season to date, has 23 total blocks. So she's fifth on the team in, in total blocks. Fourth on, the, fourth on the team in total blocks, but she has two more than Harper, the freshman. My point is, you're asking to set her in a 5-1 to try and stop the dominant on-hand attack of Musselman, and she just doesn't have the size to be able to disrupt the hitters. So, Hedgesville, your question, they either have to mix up the serve. Maybe it's serving behind the setter or pushing them deeper, taking more risks. Conversely, the other option might be to spin the dial, do something different on defense that allows more height. And that's what we saw Spring Mills do about two weeks ago. They moved Stevens in front of Howard. They slowed the pace of the game. And it disrupted uh, Musselman in the second set. So those would be my two options. And spinning the dial, it's a difficult thing to do because you haven't done it all season. Unless they practiced the last week or spun the dial against Martinsburg to get some reps, it's very hard to switch sides like that.
4: There you go. Great insight now, Nick. You got something?
0: Yeah, I was just going to say, you know, Musselman has kind of cruised all year. Uh, into this playoffs, but it really seemed like on Tuesday that they were playing at a different level, and I think it started, uh, you know, with that match last week against Hedgesville, uh, where they kind of turned it on, if you if you want to say it that way. Do they seem like the kind of team that uh, can kind of take it up another notch in the playoffs and, and start to really play? Obviously, they haven't lost a whole lot of sets, but you know, they they played some closer sets than maybe you would originally have thought. And maybe now they're going to start playing, you know, truly like a team that's above everybody else and on one team in the state.
2: Yeah. Well, my opinion is absolutely. And one of the concerns that I would have is over the last week and a half, other than that tournament where they only played best of three, does conditioning really become a, a an issue if they're forced to go five against? A GW, a Morgantown teams like that. I- I'm not sure. And Musselman has gone five. They went uh, five back on September 28th against Hedgesville in that 3-2 win, where actually Hedgesville was up two games, and in the third set the score was tied at 25 all. I'm sorry, the fourth set, the score was t- tied 25 all. Hedgesville was two points away from beating Musselman. Now it seems like Musselman has peaked at a better time. You know, maybe Hedgesville was was. Um, ahead in terms of their play earlier in the season. So can Musselman elevate? Absolutely. I I really think that the middles, I don't think that Walker had a very good match uh, against um, Spring Mills. She had uh, three or four service errors, three or four hitting errors. So uh, they they also tend to get complacent in serve-receive. Um, at one point in time, I think, Colin, we we recognized that there were three or four missed serves in a row. Th- those are all things that they're going to have to erase as they move to the next level, and that next level starts tonight. I absolutely think that tonight is, for them, a, a perfect match to move into the state playoffs.
5: Yeah, I definitely agree, Jim. And uh, on the other side, teams that we haven't, really seen that much this year but in uh section two Washington swept Jefferson Tuesday to advance to the sectional championship on uh that side of the region against Hampshire and for both of those teams and for uh, both teams that we get to see tonight win or lose you still advance to a uh, Saturday's regional championship matches because two teams get to uh, represent the region in the state tournament. So yeah, it's for a plaque tonight in the sectional championship, which obviously you want because you want to be the sectional champion and have the bragging rights. But at the same time, is there a mindset that like we lose it's okay?
2: Right, you want to make the dance. I mean, that's the bottom line. It makes sense. You want to make the dance. So, um both teams have a great shot. I mean, Musselman's 12 and 0 against state opponents. Hedgesville 23-3 and 2, but some of their losses have gone up, like, for example, Morgantown. They went, um, they, lo- they, uh, they beat Morgantown once. They lost to Morgantown once. They-, they lost a couple sets against Spring Mills along the way. Uh, but they're still 10 and 1 against common opponents. Um, I think Musselman might have more to prove tonight because they're playing in front of that, that ruckus, that crowd, all those kids. We got parents doing the Humpty Hump there in the crowd. I mean, I, I think that that Musselman's going to come to Hedgesville will have to beat them. Do you agree with that, Colin?
5: No, I I completely agree. Hedgesville's going to have to play that uh best match of the year if they want to knock him off and that's what happened last year for him when
2: they did so. Absolutely. That's a good point.
4: Hey, Jim, do you think that uh having that little uh I guess a little tournament they had on Saturday the 30th, do you think that helps them moving into the state playoffs against you know teams like Morgantown and Shady Spring, even though they're not going to play a team like Shady Spring, but how good Shady Spring is?
2: Yeah, I mean, I do. I, I, you know, and I think that it could go either way. I mean, Musselman is a very confident team, so I don't feel like they needed to beat uh, Morgantown or any of those other schools because they needed it to boost their confidence, like to, to believe that like, they had a chance to win. They've been in Situations where they could have lost. They could have lost last year to GW. I mean, they, they, you know, gave up a match point or were at the point of a match point. Hedgesville, two match points. So it's, it's one of those situations where, if anything, I, I think that it could benefit a team like a Morgantown because now they've seen them. They've seen, uh, the way that Musselman plays, that doesn't mean you can stop them, but I think that you can game plan. And that's the problem with he- with, with Martin uh, Musselman when you look at their roster. Five kids with over 100 kills. It, 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 I don't know how you can establish a game plan to completely shut them down. You have to withstand the barrage. And then get them on their heels, and we've seen that Hedgesville has enough offense to do it. Richmond's got to play well. The har- the freshman har- um, she's got to play well. Um, Harper, yeah, Harper, she's got to play well. And and then that's where you have to take that advantage of momentum, and you can't miss serves. Hedgesville missed a ton of serves when they played them. So, yeah, I-, I definitely think that those matches are going to co- they're going to be to the benefit of Musselman.
4: And uh, before we switch in and. Uh you know, break some little news here that you will have going forward. I just want to get your opinion. You know, we were supposed to do a lot more soccer this year. Unfortunately, that didn't really get to happen due to, you know, weather and not being able to do some games, Uh, but got in two soccer games. Uh, They were Martinsburg games, but, you know, state playoffs, state semifinals on Friday, you got number four, Washington, against number one, George Washington on the boys' side, and then number four, Spring Mills versus number one, George Washington on the girls' side. So the EPAC having a little representation for soccer at the state at states.
2: Yeah, and I'll be rooting for EPAC. I mean, I'll be rooting for the Panhandle. You know, we see Spring Mills so often, and a number of those players that are on the soccer team are also playing softball or uh, basketball. And you know, it was a privilege and honor for me to call games uh, basketball games with the with the doc last year, and of course those those softball games. So. Spring Mills has a lot of athletic ability. And although the score didn't indicate Tuesday night in the volleyball match, they have size. They just need to put some things together to make it work. So any day that Washington or Spring Mills can knock off a GW, it's going to be a happy day, I think.
4: Yeah, I think so as well. And let me find one thing right here before I say something. I can't – I just lost it? Where is it? Where is it? I was going to get a a big drum roll here, but uh, now I can't find the drum roll. Uh, Wow. Okay, here it is. Now we're breaking some news here on the Sports Mix. Uh, You mentioned that you've done some girls' basketball broadcasting for us in the analyst position. You'll now be adding to that and staying with Colin, and you'll be doing some boys' basketball as well. You excited?
2: Oh man, yeah, I'm really excited. I mean, first off, the doc—he's a consummate professional. I mean, his diagnosis and and the way that he, all I bring to that team are a little bit of puns and some and some weight. You know, like I'm I'm the pulling guard in this offensive line, so it's a good time, and and there's a lot of talent. Here in the EPAC, and it's a privilege and honor for me to work with the sports soccer, Colin McLaughlin, and, and you guys. I'm looking forward to seeing you guys tonight. I think Nick's coming to uh, down to Klein Court, spell with a C, and uh, we're going to have some fun tonight and um, a lot more fun than in the future. Thank you.
4: Definitely. And Colin, you got anything to say?
5: No, definitely. Uh, looking forward to more basketball in the EPAC. Uh, see how teams fare this year. It's going to be interesting.
0: Just wanna know if I can uh live up to the executive producing skills of Spencer Dupuy.
2: Well you have to ask who named him the executive producer. Technically I guess it was Te- technically
5: me. it was Nick. Technically
0: it was Nick.
5: <laughs> <laughs> that just He has to ask himself internally <laughs> why did you give him that role?
0: Um <laughs> Honestly it was just a, a throwback to college. I was just thinking about who was on and I was thinking about who was on the crew and we would always say the executive producer. Uh So then that just came to mind. And that's what I gave Spencer's title as. as I was never the executive producer. No, you
4: were the on site producer. Yeah, the executive producer was the actual doc. Dr. Charles G. Bailey? Dr. Charles G. Bailey, the legendary uh, broadcast professor. But yeah, uh, that's how that came about.
0: Yeah. Just came into my mind, and I said, the executive producer, Spencer G. Bailey.
4: All right. Well, Jim, thanks for coming on, and uh, they'll see you tonight. Kind of bummed I'm not getting to see you tonight.
2: Hey, you take care, feel better, and thanks a lot, guys. Have a great day.
4: That was Jim Klein, TV 10 Sports Analyst. We'll be on the call tonight with the sports doctor, Colin McLaughlin, as Musselman hosts Hedgesville for the AAA Region 2 Section 1 Championship. That will be at Klein Court at Musselman High School. That does it for this segment of the Sports Mix presented by Parsons Ford. Ken Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons, you know, ParsonsFord.com. They are just east of Martinsburg on Shepherdstown Road. When we come back, we will wrap things up on the sports mix a little Wizards, uh, some more national headlines. That's next on the sports mix.
3: Laura? Hey, Laura? What's with the sunglasses?
1: Ouch! The word is spreading. Bechtel Jewelers is home to some dangerously brilliant diamonds. See the difference at Bechtel Jewelers in Inwood. Sunglasses not not included. included. Let's go!
3: You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10.
4: Welcome back to this final segment of the Sports Mix for your November 4th. Segment sponsored in part by the Marius Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors John Emerson and Phil McCoy. Call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304 263 4343 or stop by their offices at 1270 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg. And uh, we'll talk a little uh, regional uh, professional sports here as n- news coming out of Washington, the national side of things obviously did not make the playoffs this year. And a lot of their staff uh, either went to new places or were relieved to their duties. Uh, they're missing quite a few, and they announced their rest of their uh, coaching staff behind uh, manager Dave Martinez. Tim Bogar remains as the bench coach. Darnell Coles comes in as the hitting coach. Pat rose Russler is the assistant hitting coach. Jim Hickey stays as the pitching coach. Eric Young Jr. People may know that name because I believe he played for the Mets. I believe he's a a former MLB outfielder for the Mets. If if I am correct, um, a lot of people in the NL East will know that name uh, from his days with the Mets. Uh, he did play for the Mets, right? Yeah, he so. played I for, mean, play I, for. I the don't the Mets He know. played for the Rockies, the Mets, the Braves, the Mets again, the Yankees, and then the the Angels. Never played for the Padres. He is the 2013 oh, NL stole, stolen base leader. So okay, yeah, I knew I had heard his name, and he uh, he had signed a minor league contract in 2019 with uh, your Orioles over there uh, with an invitation to spring training, but he was cut on March 22nd of 2019. Mm. Um, so uh, he, the last few seasons he kind of you know had a, a up and down, but in the beginning of this year he was on the triple a staff for the mariners and then uh just a few days ago part named as part of the washington Nationals staff uh gary de is the third base coach henry blanco remains coach catching and strategy uh ricky bones is now the bullpen coach um obviously a lot of staff changes means there's a lot of new people in the building uh so it could be some more change for them coming up but uh, just wanted to hit on that since we are a Nationals affiliate and are looking to continue that affiliation next year. Um, Wizards, though, they suffered a their first time this season, two back-to-back losses. They lost 109-100 to last night at home against the Raptors. They're now 5-3 and three on the season, uh, already without Davis Bartons. Uh, but Kyle Kuzma exited last night with a forearm contusion in the third quarter, so... You know, things compounding for the Wizards, you, get a, you got an insult of the loss to the injury of Kuzma.
0: Yeah, they've had a few injuries this year. Gafford uh, had a minor injury. He's back, though. Um, they're still trying to get Thomas Bryant back from last year. They're trying to get Rui Hachimura in shape to play this year, and now you add another injury. So, you know, they, they're they not going to be, like, an amazing team this season. So it, it's not a huge deal. They'll They'll probably get, like, a – five or six seed at the best and more likely probably a seven or eight seed in the playoffs so it's been a good start to the year but maybe if they get healthy they can you know maybe make a run at somebody come the trade deadline because they'll have a lot of assets um to maybe pair somebody with brad beal but you know i mean they're, they're dealing with some injuries now which is certainly not helping
4: yeah, definitely. Bradley Beal led the way last night at twenty five points, eight for eighteen shooting. Uh big part of the Wizards' lost, though, they struggled from beyond the arc, uh, shooting eight for thirty two from three. And I can't get it done in the NBA game.
0: No, and that's not how they've played under uh, Wes Unseld Jr. You know, that's more how they used to play. Too many, too many three pointers. If you're shooting th- thirty two play thirty two threes in a game, that's a lot. So. You like to see them uh work it inside a bit more I think.
5: Yeah, you want to see other players uh, step up especially after Kuzma going down you don't know if uh it's going to be anything serious or not but I mean Beal needs people to be around him if they want to find success and uh they got a tough upcoming schedule the next 3 games. You got the uh, Gri- Grizzlies tomorrow, the Bucks on Sunday and then the uh Cavs on Wednesday, so three pretty good teams that they're going to have to go up against.
4: Yeah, it'll definitely be a, a big three-game stretch for them. Hopefully, at least get one or two wins out of that. Uh, but you can't you can't lose you know five in a row. That would be a you know a huge drop after starting the season the way they've started the season. And uh, we talked about their jerseys a little bit. I watched a little bit of that game last night. I do not like that light blue. The pajamas, man. I just don't. You don't like, like the city edition blue. ones? No, I don't like the light blue. They wore them last night. I'm just not a big fan of them. I like the navy that they had before. I don't know. They're the
5: pajamas. They're the mm-hmm. the, the balls, Jerseys so are jerseys there. for that.
4: I wouldn't buy one of those jerseys. No. Uh, Would you even buy a Wizards jersey? Yeah. 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 I had a Wizards jersey shirt for a while. jersey
0: shirt, but not a jersey. There's a difference.
4: No. I mean, I don't really buy NBA jerseys. I'm not an NBA jersey guy. A I don't own one either. Jersey. I was just wondering. Not a sleeveless jersey. Well, I got a Kobe myself. jersey, but yeah.
5: Got a Taco Fall.
4: You got a Taco Fall jersey. Yeah, right? Celtics. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's transition a little bit to the Caps. They are coming off that 3-2 loss to the Lightning on Monday. Stay in the Sunrise State as they take on the Florida Panthers tonight at 7 p.m. We will not have that contest on the airwaves. Uh, looking to potentially get Saturday's game on, just depending on how the Mountaineers are, uh, how that game goes. Because that is a, I believe that's a 3:30 game for the Mountaineers. I could be wrong. You know, off the top of your head, Colin. I don't, but I name? can quickly
5: look it up. I think you're right. Three uh, thirty for Saturday's game. Yes. ESPN. Yeah. So it's a
4: twelve thirty air time or twelve air time on right here on Talk Radio WRNR. Uh, but obviously, maybe getting the latter half of that game, depending on maybe. how long. I don't, I don't know how long that post game show runs. it depends on how long the game lasts. Yeah. Uh, but that should be a good game for the Mountaineers. We'll get a little bit more in to that tomorrow on the show Uh, but kind of reach the end of things the Caps they will uh, face the Panthers then on Saturday they face the Flyers then on Monday they will face the Sabres and uh, that that does it for this edition of the Sports Mix shout out to Jim Klein for coming on tune in tonight 6.45 for the pregame 7pm for the game as number one Muscleman has number two Hedgesville in the AAA Region 2 Section 1 Championship. Colin McLaughlin, Nick Verzellini, I'm Spencer Police saying so long, and we'll talk to you tomorrow for a Football Friday on the Sports Mix.